Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So an exciting thing happened um, over the last, I guess it's about a week or so, um, at least since I first noticed this and started to hear about it. Um, so I, as you would imagine, as someone who has quite a few apps, I submit to the App Store on a semi-pre-regular basis. You know, Usually I'll have at least an app or two in review at any given time. And I noticed something a bit funny. Um, the app, my app started to get through review really quickly. Uh, and in fact, this is now sort of gone from being this sort of a freak occurrence, which I've had before, you know, in, in the past, I've had like a freak app review that just went through in a day or two, or I think I've even had a couple that went through in a few hours. And, you know, who knows what that is. But this has happened now three times in a row, um, where my last app reviews have taken 27, 25 and 17 hours, respectively. And I've started to hear more generally from app developers that this is a a thing now, that, that whatever is causing this to happen is is a consistent thing. It isn't just my account. Um, and if you go to App Review Times, which is this lovely little community-sourced, yeah, I don't know, site that uh, Dave Ur, who's the guy who also does the iOS Dev Weekly newsletter, runs, um, where, you can, you know, where you can submit your App Review Times, it seems like this is a thing, that the vast majority of apps that are, you know, people who have submitted their app review times recently are saying that it's taking, you know, a day or two, um, you know, somewhere between, you know, one or two days, which is a massive departure um, from what we had before. And, you know, certainly it's fair to have the side note. Obviously, yes, I know Android has no review time and it's amazing and it's wonderful, but this is the world in which the iOS app store lives and has lived for a very long time where, for as long as I can remember, the app, you know, app review has taken about a week. Sometimes it takes a bit less than a week, typically around big updates. You know, so like in September, sometimes things will speed up a little bit um, because, you know, there's a new update, lots of updates coming out. Apple wants to get those ready for the new phones. Great. Um, sometimes it can get a bit slower. Sometimes it can be, you know, 10 days, two weeks. But I would say about a week has been what it's been for seven or eight years now. And now all of a sudden, it seems like, you know, fingers crossed, Apple has changed something um, in their process, in their staffing, in their automation, in who knows what. But they're doing something that's meaning that App Review is taking a day. And that seemed like a pretty big deal and something that we should talk about because I feel like a lot of the ways in which I approach development are in many ways sort of they're, they're working backwards from it it's whenever whenever i submit it's going to be a week until that shows up in the store and so if you change that calculus to essentially be a day then a lot of things about the way you know the updates that i think are big enough or good enough to go to actually submit or things might change um and just in general like it's it's good for a lot of reasons and there's also some tricky things that i think will also be worth um updating so does that make sense yeah, I mean, I, I'm as surprised as anybody because, as you said, like, it has been about a week, you know, whether it was six days or eight days, like, it's been about a week for almost the entire history of the App Store. And, and, and we should clarify the iOS App Store. The Mac App Store has gone all over the map uh, because it seems to have, to have gotten a lower priority most of its life. Uh, and uh, And so the Mac App Store times have often been as high as, like, 30 days, which is horrible. And that's pretty crippling to to any actual efforts to get quality software into in the market but um on ios it's been pretty much yeah pretty much a week forever 
And, you know, I don't think there was, I don't think this is a coincidence. I think Apple is pretty clearly setting internal metrics of whatever guideline they, they consider to be good enough, they hit that guideline. And it's pretty obvious that for most of the history of the App Store, that's been a week. And there's lots of reasons why Apple might want to not get faster. And one of the biggest ones, obviously, is the faster they review apps, the more frequently people will submit updates. So just it'll increase the total volume of updates they're going to have to deal with, which will increase their cost, increase the size of that team, that the team has to be, et cetera. Um, and you know, as you get more and more people in this, uh, in the app review team, you're probably going to have more mistakes made and that increases the risk of angering developers getting negative press um you know possibly letting letting bad things through instead of you know being too aggressive on 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 the good things Uh, so it's certain there's certainly reasons for apple to want to keep the review times high for all these kind of accessory benefits they get from it Uh, and and i really it really does seem like for the last eight years they have just thought that one week was good enough and that was a good balance of all these factors according to them and developers have kind of just gotten used to it and and have just i I was resigned to accepting that it would just always be about a week because they obviously were targeting that and so that was just the way it was it was always going to be forever and the idea now that 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 over the past few months like if you look at the graph on uh on the shiner development thing uh, if, if you look at the graph like it hasn't been like a dramatic drop just yesterday. It's been like a, a pretty straight downward slope for the last few months, uh, basically since Phil took over. And it's it's probably related, although Phil already ran that department before. So like, like Phil already was the head of the department that contains app review. So he was already the top of that before. So presumably he could have... You know, he probably could have adjusted this before and just and didn't because I, I he probably thought he was he was probably the one who made the decision that seven days was was a good target. Um, so there are changes afoot. Like this is it, there's because it has not just been like all of a sudden in in like a day it's been like this because it's been this this kind of steady progression downwards over the last few months. I think it's more likely that this is intentional and that this is possibly the new goal possibly here to stay and that will just have tremendous effects on our development because like like i remember back when app review you know back when the app store started and app review settled pretty quickly into this one week delay um i i said a number of times back then like you know because back then ios developers had not quite resigned ourselves that this is like the inevitable forever state and we were like, oh, app review is terrible. There should be no app review. We should have direct access and and be able to update as much as we want, just like people could always do on the Mac, etc. Um, and and at the time, I remember saying like, there's a huge difference between having a short app review and having a long app review. And the longer it takes, generally, like the more of a burden it places on developers, and the more of of like a, a slowing effect it has on on technological progress, on development, and on your ability to ship quality software. I remember even saying back then, seven days is you know we can tolerate this, but it would be it would be totally different if it was twenty four hours. And now it appears that after eight years, they are actually changing it so that it is twenty four hours. And I never thought this would happen. I am very happy about it. It will change the way we do things, and not all of those things will be for the better. But I think most of them will. Um. I don't know. I mean, what do you what do you think 
how will this change? I mean, your special case also because you do so many apps. How do you think this will change the way you work? So I was trying to think through how this changes things. And the biggest, like, I think that it makes different, has different impacts on different kinds of updates that I'm trying to do. Um, and it's also probably worth one thing I looked up um, ahead of time was I was curious what the current um, adoption rate for updates is recently. You know, since iOS 7, there's been automatic app updates. So, you know, customers don't have to go to the app store and hit update anymore. Like for most people, it just happens. Although I believe that's off by default, isn't it? If it is, then a lot of people are turning it on um, or going to the app store a lot. Because what I saw is that for me, I'm seeing about three days to get 80% of people updated um, to the latest version. Um, Because that's also an important thing to keep in mind. Because like even if the uh, app update cycle is a day, it's still a while until that update will be running on everybody, all of your customers' apps. Um, But it's still a pretty substantial change if, say, we're going to a world where 80% of your customers get the update four days, one day for app review, three days for actually updating it on their phone, you know, versus 11, 12, 13 days. Like, that's a pretty substantial change. Um, But that's, you know, so good to keep in mind that so within about, you know, three or four days, I can get people doing things for small changes, um, like bug fixes, you know, I I ship an update and I, you know, I get a crash report back, something like that, some situation where there's this little change that is obviously wrong um, with what's currently out there. This changes the dynamic for me a lot for looking at it and saying, well, maybe I'll just do like a 0.01 release, 0.02 release, 0.03 release, like doing the more iterative model in terms of these little, little fixes when I used to look at those kind of updates and I'd bundle them together because, you know, I, a lot of those fixes really are short and simple and kind of verifiably correct you know you'll look if you look at you'll find the line of code where oh you know what am i thinking you know i have an off by one error i have an out of bounds error like something that is just obvious and fixable and i want to get that out to my customers as quick as i could but you know i do doing a going through a a one week process when i can't submit and any any other changes um it usually didn't make sense and so i tend to bundle these things up and then you know do a big uh, sort of a bigger submission and you know when that one came out maybe i'll do another one um but you the the cadence of that was very much you know i'd be doing maybe an update or two a month um but you could imagine a world where you would do updates much more regularly Um, i mean in many ways it's much sort of like you imagine with uh, web development where you can do releases on a fairly regular basis and you're as a result you're sort of your average lifespan of a bug of a known bug will drop dramatically you know you, you discover a bug you fix a bug you ship that out to your customers so for small changes it seems like that's a new something that i'll have to think through um, on bigger releases it sort of changes things i I think the biggest thing that it changes is if it can become consistently around a day or two then when i'm doing a big update something that i'm trying to market around something that i'm trying to get attention for it'll be great to have some better sense of if i put it in review it'll be approved or rejected within 24 hours say that was like what the this becomes and i really hope apple doesn't change their mind on this and this is just some kind of cruel experiment but (laughs) If this is actually the new reality, then that changes that a lot because I can submit my update, I can get it approved, and I can coordinate my marketing versus the thing that I end up having to kind of do now where I submit it and I say, like, 
tell you know, I'll tell people in the press and talk to people and say, hey, sometime in the next seven to ten days, I hope um, it'll be approved. And you know, if you can write an article about it, that would be great. But like the worst thing on those updates is if it gets rejected. And if you get a rejection and then getting the rejection re-reviewed takes a week, like suddenly you can end up, the, you know, with something that you hoped was going to be one week can become three weeks or more. Um, and so turning that around to you get rejected, you resubmit, you get approved, and that's two days rather than two weeks is just massive for uh, release planning for big, you know, marketing pushes and things like that. Yeah, I mean, like the the rejection thing, I think, is one of the biggest uh savings here because you know i said like if if you're if, especially if you're submitting a brand new app apple's going to nitpick a lot of things that you might not have thought of or or they're going to disagree with you on something that's kind of near the edge of a rule or something rejection is a multiplier of this app review time where like you know if it is not uncommon for for a, for the, a 1.0 of an app to get rejected one to three times before one finally gets approved, you know, with little changes here and there. Um, the more you you go near um, third rails, like in-app purchase uh, or pay services, like the more likely that is to happen. Um, but either way, like it, you always had to plan, like you know, well, this might get this app I'm planning to launch might get rejected one to three times before I can launch it. So now your buffer, which used to be like, well, this is probably going to be in the store sometime in the next month, can now shrink down to this can probably be in the store sometime in the next week. And that that is substantially better. It it just it dramatically decreases the cost of rejection. And and it also decreases how bad it is if Apple wrongly rejects you. This is true. Yeah. And I'm delighted that it's it's i'm honestly still trying to wrap my head around some of the changes because i think about this and i and i combine it with thinking recently about uh, the business models and the things that are along those sides in the app store where you know th- things like paid updates which we don't have um would have would make would make bundling up changes into large things make make a lot of sense you know sort of the the, the model of software where your version number you know, it's like you have a 1.0 and then a year later you have a 2.0 and that kind of a, a model, which in this, I would say, feels fairly outdated um, at this point. Be changes too dramatically if there's no incentive on the business side to bundle up your changes. And if releasing updates it becomes really lightweight and straightforward, it's kind of like this is a situation you end up with, I believe, I think this is what Chrome does with the, the browser, where like there's just a new version all the time. Um, or even a, a scenario where I think I don't actually use the Facebook app, but I believe it's just sort of every week gets an update and the number goes bigger or something along those lines. I've heard of a lot of sort of uh, software companies moving to that kind of a model where you're you just ship on a very regular basis and the app, the product just sort of always gets better rather than there being these discontinuities in updates. You know that uh, rather than ha- having the, these big moments where the customers have to be like whoa what's going on and you know sometimes you'll still have those if you're doing a big ui refresh or something like that but in general if the app is just sort of always getting better if it's getting updated in the background behind the user um, you can kind of get into a very interesting pattern there that kind of completely gets away from the concept of like oh i'm working on my next big 3.0 it's like no i'm just the app is just always getting better and I don't need to break them up into small into these big updates because updates are lightweight. They're like this sort of this very simple thing that 
you know, it's even if there was no app review, um, it taking you like the difference between a day and zero days is fairly minor because the majority of the time is going to be spent in getting people to actually go and download it from the app store, like to get the new software anyway. So as long as that number is on that very low end, it's dwarfed by the update rate. And so it's essentially for like free to do, which hopefully Apple, you know, can adapt to because I would imagine the rate will necessarily go up. But I mean, and the Android store has had essentially no app review. Well, they have app review, but it doesn't take time. So, like, I'm not entirely sure on the details of that, but I remember they famously uh, announced that they had added app review to the Google Play Store, but nobody noticed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it takes like a few hours to a day, something like that, but it's it's short. And that works, and that's great. And if we, if that's our world too now, like that's kind of wild. Like I would love the, you know, the, the, like the worst thing, and I think you ran into this recently with an overcast update where is where you ship an update that you've, you know, so, like you're all your testing, all these things, you somehow you missed a pretty substantial bug, mm-hmm. you know, a data loss bug, something that's crushing your server, um, something like some, some kind of really heinous bug. And previously for those things, we would have to go and do the, like the bet, you know, like get on our knees and beg Apple, Hey, please give me an expedited review. And Apple was usually pretty good about that. You know, in, in my, in my years, I've requested probably a handful of those. They've always granted them. I mean, they, the email you get back was always, always a bit comical because it has this kind of like, well, we'll make a special one-time <laughs> yeah. exception for you. You should really shouldn't rely on this. You know, it's like poor, you know, it's like sort of this kind of very uh, condescending email you'd get back. But whatever. I don't mind being condescended to if that meant that my app got, you know, got approved in a few hours. And this kind of terrible bug, you know, I've had, I've shipped updates where, um, you know, it's like if you launch the, if you launch that particular version, it would like start corrupting your database or things like these things happen and they're terrible, but yeah, I almost wonder if Apple would still have the expedited system in a, in a world of, you know, if it's a one day review cycle, like if you can, you know, request a, a one hour review, like, I don't even know <laughs> if that would even make sense, but it's lovely to think that at worst it would be a day before I could get something out. No, I mean, it takes them about a day to respond to those requests. So it's like, it, it, I think that actually might be a sign. Like if they end up eliminating the expedited review system, I think that would be a sign that they intend to keep the review times this low. Because with the review times being approximately a day, that system doesn't make sense anymore. It's, it's, there's no gain there um, because it, it takes about a day to get the expedited reviews. So yeah, it's, I mean, that would, man, that would be great. Um, it, it this really would like many of the problems of app review are proportional to the time it takes app review to happen and so you know you, it, you don't get rid of all the issues with app review by having short review times but you do make a lot of them a lot smaller of, of a problem and so i man this is great Anyway, we are sponsored this week by Braintree. Go to braintreepayments.com slash radar. Why make payment integration more difficult than it has to be? Braintree's powerful, full-stack payment platform allows you to accept nearly any type of payment from any device with just one integration. It's flexible to your system's needs and supports most languages. Whether you're using Java, Ruby, or Python, you'll always have a range of server-side and client-side SDKs available. This code supports Android, iOS, and JavaScript clients, and this takes just 10 lines of code to implement Braintree. 
Now, by next year, maybe even next week, there could be a whole new way to pay. Maybe it'll be the next Bitcoin, the next Apple Pay, maybe both. Fortunately, Braintree's full-stack payment platform is easily adaptable to whatever the future holds, so you can adapt easily, too. Accept everything from Pounds to PayPal to the next big innovation from any device with just this one integration. And when that next payment method comes out, all you have to do is update a few lines of code. No late nights, no complicated recoding, no stress about staying ahead of the curve. Braintree is here to help. Braintree makes payments and your job a whole lot easier. Learn more at braintreepayments.com slash radar. Thank you very much to Braintree for supporting Under the Radar and all of Relay FM. So I wanted to also mention the uh, the impact this has both ways on quality. So like for me, I I've mentioned before, like I stress out like crazy when doing a release. And and part of the reason I stress out is what you mentioned earlier of like I know that if I screwed up something big time, it's going to take me a week to get to get a fix out there. And that's just horrible. And like worst case scenario, if the app is something's really bad, like a data loss bug, I'm going to have to pull the app from the store until I can get a fix out there and lose like a week of, of sales. Um, I've never had to do that, but it's always been like kind of like the like the, the fail safe in the back of my mind. Like, well, I might someday have to do that if, if it's really bad. I've had to do that. Yeah, it's, it's bad, right? <laughs> I pulled, pulled an app from, from the store for a week and it's just like, well... That's that. Yeah, like it, that's a that's a huge dent in your income and in the app's growth and usage and sucks for the customers. So, yeah, so like I've always had in the, in the back of my mind, like, man, if I screw this up, this is going to take me a week to fix. And if it only takes me a day to fix, that's a pretty big difference. And so this, the faster you can get updates out, the more, you know, the lower stress it is, but also I think the more likely I might be to let my standards slip of of like testing and quality assurance to be like because you know, before like if you've ever rejected a binary more than 24 hours after you submitted it then if you think about it in this new system that would have shipped to customers and i've done that a few times yeah. <laughs> i did that right did that like two weeks ago sure. so um you know i, I feel like this will it, it, this this is a double edged sword. It will increase the ability for us to to uh, to get fixes out there and to improve quality and to be faster. But I think it will also increase the likelihood that we ship bad bugs. And I, I, it's going to take a certain degree of of self control of 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 quality assurance of of good rigorous practices to prevent that. One of the weird side effects of this is that right now. Uh, getting your app approved through the App Store takes roughly the same amount of time or even less than getting test flight beta approval for the first version of the beta that you ship in test flight. Um, so hopefully that's a temporary hiccup and hopefully that will change maybe to the point of getting rid of test flight review entirely because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and especially in this world, because like we're basically right now, I am more incentivized to just update the app for everybody than I am to run a beta. Because running a beta will take way longer now than than just getting the update out there, which is very strange. And I think it also I was thinking too, like it. One of the things I when I when I was talking about this online, people were the comment I got back was that's like, well, this is just going to make people use the public as their QA department, which I think is sort of what you're saying. It's like, well, I may as well just ship it out into the world and if people if there are bugs, people will tell me and I'll submit an update and we'll go back round and round and. I mean, I guess that the reality is that may be true. And for some people that may happen, but I think overall, like the average quality will still go up 
because it's you know it's, it's like the, the our ability to sort of ask them like in a lot of ways i think of um software quality you know it's like you're trying to get to say like for some arbitrary measure say it's like crash free users um which is like, i think the way fa- fabric and crash mm-hmm. measure it it's like i want that line to approach 100 percent, and the faster i can iterate on it the faster i'm going to get it there and so while some like some reality because i think think viewing like public qa as a bad thing like it can be but the reality is a lot of bugs can only be found in the wild you know if if beta testing and internal qa were perfect um you know then we wouldn't need a crash reporter yeah i wouldn't need crash analytics <laughs> in, in my apps <laughs> i would have just caught all the bugs before i shipped it but like that's not the reality like i ha- you know and especially any app that involves user data in any way like I have, you know, I have a recipe book app and sometimes I find some very strange and interesting bugs that are caused by issues that I just wouldn't have, I, I, I never even dreamed of or imagined would be issues, but it's like, that's just the way people are using, you know, use, using the data or it's their particular language or character set has a weird quirk that causes a strange issue. See also our episode number 16, designing for misuse. Yes, exactly. Like some of these things you're only going to find. And, but for me... Like the, the, there is definitely, I have to keep, I think it's an, it's like, it's a good cautionary word to keep in the back of our minds that just because app review is quick and fixing a potential bug is more lightweight, we still have to have the discipline of keeping, of keeping ourselves to high standards that we're not just going to like, oh, we'll just ship it and fix it and, you know, sort of fix it in post kind of mindset. But if we embrace the ability of what that means, if we keep our standards high they can now the overall quality can get to that much higher and you know much more higher quality level so much faster. You know, it's sort of in the way that I think of in some ways like uh, iOS updates, like iOS you know big major updates where uh, Apple doesn't update once a year with you know a few point releases along the way. That's a much slower process necessarily to getting towards really high quality overall because you just it just takes longer. Um, and so there's a much higher period where things aren't going to be as good. Yeah. And I think, you know, and we can see, like, it's not like this is going to be the first platform ever that has fast app updates available. Like, we can see from existing platforms, the Mac, the web, uh, maybe Android, I don't know. But, you know, you can see from other platforms what happens when developers can update their software whenever they want. And the answer is some some. Products become like crashy and unstable and changing every day, but most don't. Most just have releases that are carefully issued when they need to be. And like most of my Mac apps don't update themselves every day. It's fine. Like they they wait until they they have a solid release and then they update them. Web apps tend to be the same way, you know, where like you're generally not noticing changes every single day to web apps that you use. They're generally not like crashing constantly because everyone's running untested code. Like people just have discipline and good practices and they figure out how to make it work and i think ios is going to be the same way um you know as this time stays down if it stays down as we hope it does uh, then we're just going to see just in the long run better software and there might be some hiccups along the way as some developers get a little bit too careless with it but i think that will iron itself out fairly soon and uh it'll just be great and i'm i i just assuming this stays here I, I could not be happier that they're making changes like this uh, because this means that they care and that they recognize that the previous system was not as good as it can be exactly I and mean, i 
like honest, genuine thanks to if anybody who happens to listen to the show happens to work in AppReview or know someone who works in AppReview, you know, highest of fives, like this is awesome. This is exactly the kind of thing that is an encouragement to me as a developer, especially as a smaller developer, that you know there are changes afoot, that things, you know, we've been talking about for a while, that the App Store is a trickier and trickier place to to make a business and to make a run at. And these changes in some ways are small, but they are impactful in terms of they allow me to ship better product more easily. And that's awesome. And so thank you. Also, big uh, big congrats to the App Review team for the amazing degree of like secrecy that they have. Like I, I've, through my web presence and everything else, I have met a lot of Apple contacts or heard from a lot of Apple people from every department you can think of in the company except app review i have never heard from or met or heard about anybody who either worked in app review or who even knew anybody who worked in app review that's pretty crazy that's saying a lot anyway so good job on them they're more secret than the car yeah. anyway <laughs> so congrats app review thank you for doing this please keep it up we are looking forward to this being our new reality um i believe that's all the time we have for this week so thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thank you, Phil Schiller. You're amazing. And uh, <laughs> please keep this. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.